Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Pastor Down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Brandon Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. Sometimes in life, you just say something, Patrick O'Dowd. You just spit it out. You just blurt it out. And then for the sole reason that it needed to be said. And that's what we're doing today on the Greg DeMarco Show. Greg DeMarco, Patrick O'Dowd, Chairshot Radio Network, thechairshot.com. Always use your head. We are going to make sure. Let me make sure this works. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. We're going to say what needed to be said. We got a, a list of things that need to be said. We might say what needs to be said more than once. And we're going to do it here this week. Of course, this show coming at you at a different time than normal. We've got the Stanley Cup coming up. Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar previewing that on a special uh, Hockey Talk Chair Shot Radio. So that is up Wednesday morning. We're up Wednesday evening. And everything else goes from there. The hashtag Miranda Show Thursday morning. So, um, thanks for thanks for shifting. By the way, it's, it's I mean, what am I getting? No, you have to be on Thursday, you know, or or it didn't get put up on Tuesday. You know, I mean, no. given given the history of hockey talk, like it, it wouldn't be surprising. Would like one I mean, game into the Stanley Cup. He could have just put it up today, but that's a whole different story. Um, but I, that's all good. I I got nothing to do with that. No, I know. I didn't even life. Didn't life have, happens, I, I, man. I, d- I did it over the Skype with the f- with the phone, not with the computer. Oh, did you really? I was, yeah. Like I didn't plan on recording uh, ah. all weekend because I was on vacation, so I didn't even take like my podcasting stuff that I use at work. Wait a yes, minute, everybody gives me a hard time. So you were on vacation last weekend, but still recorded a podcast. But no, next I recorded Tuesday. a podcast yesterday. Oh, uh, okay, all right. 
okay. yesterday when I, my, my, my family had left Monday morning, but I stayed to keep the house in order, ah. you know, because when you have multiple people stay in your home for a period of time, everything's got to be put back where it was. Right, of course. So Monday was more of a fix the house kind of day. Gotcha. So I was around. Okay. I had no intention of doing the podcast with, with Mr. Ungar. However, it just happened that way. It worked out. Yeah, I get it. It's no, a hasty it. podcast. It's a hasty podcast. I'll own it. No, it's fine. It's fine. I say that as if I heard it. I haven't heard it yet. But that's okay. It's fine. Totally fine. Acknowledge me. It's all good. So, yeah, basically. Oh, that one doesn't work yet. Okay. See, I'm trying. I'm trying to go through these. And I put. I put them it's in a different a work, places. It's such a work in progress, man. I, I put them in a different places because you know I lost the sound bites because I cleaned up the computer and that uh, screwed a bunch of things up. Now trying to get it all fixed and and um, I thought I'd fix everybody likes the WWE or some of these people actually like WWE, but I don't. I don't see it. So we'll have to all go right. back and we'll go back and find it. Not important. What is important, though, is that you can find this show on all of your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, so many more. Like, subscribe, five-star review, leave it, be a part of it all. It's the ChairShot Radio Network, thechairshot.com. Always use your head because we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun using our heads, and we're going to do that today. We got four four of these things that needed to be said. We'll see if we get through all four of them, so I'm not going to lay them out ahead of time because you just never know where time will take us as we as we progress these forward. That's why I think these might happen more than more than just this week. We shall see. But they are things things that needed to be said. And Patrick Redout, I'm gonna start with the first one right now because this is a topic that you and I have been talking about for years. Indeed. Forever, Indeed it seems like. It, it, it's, it feels as though we've been talking about this topic for 11 years. I don't know when we became the truly enlightened ones when it comes to this topic. I don't know because, again, if you listen to our original shows, we were stupid like many other people. I don't know that we were ever as stupid as some, but we had our stupid. Yeah. We I mean, we were stupid. kind of a bitchy podcast back in the day, like at the beginning. Like we complained about everything. We that- were. And I certain think, companies put out. I think some of that had to do with the fact that um, we were still so close to our Ring of Honor experience. I think that might have something to do with it. Yeah. And really trying to find a way to rekindle. I don't know. Who knows? But oh, we grew. We grew as humans. We grew as people. We matured. And now here we are, um, smarter than most of the people listening to this. I'm just kidding for most of you who are listening to this, but not all of you, because there are some of you who we are definitively smarter than. When it comes to the world of pro wrestling, I see your tweets, I see your posts, I see your comments. Trust me. Just listen and learn, because that's what, that's what this is really going to be all about. It needed to be said, and this is the one that we got to start with, because we always talk about it. TV ratings don't really matter. They don't, they just don't matter. And here's the reason why. And this is, this is the new information that we haven't really shared. This is the new perspective. And that's what we're all about on the show. We're all about perspective that has not been shared, but why it's so important. Monday Night Raw, we'll go through the week. NXT, Dynamite, SmackDown, Rampage. Five shows per week that are on 52 weeks out of the year. And for probably a good 48, 47 of those weeks, they're live. 
except for Rampage. But they're live. Right. And and they deliver consistently strong ratings. And everybody looks at, well, the viewership was down. Then the next week, it's like, the viewership was up, but the demo was down. So that's the headline. And then this week, this week's, you know, Friday night one was Rampage and SmackDown moving in different directions because Rampage was up by a bunch and SmackDown was down by a fraction of a percentage. But that's moving in different directions. Sinking ship, man. Exactly. But it's every opportunity to crap all over WWE right. and, and you know point out why something is bad. But here's the thing, man. 52 weeks a year. No other television show delivers 52 weeks of primetime television a year. And wrestling accounts for five of them. Wrestling accounts for nine hours a week of primetime television. If I'm doing my math right in my head, and I believe I am. Nine hours a week of primetime television. No, NXT two hours. Ten hours a week of primetime television on both cable and network. Eight hours on cable and two hours on network. That is consistently strong. And even if it was middle of the road, it's 52 weeks a year. And people always talk about, well, it's not the NFL. Well, the NFL is on 20 weeks a year. With 25 with playoffs or whatever. Yeah. I don't even think it's that much. The NBA delivers, especially during the playoffs, and, and but it, it, it is, it is short-term. Hockey was never an issue for, for wrestling ratings until the playoffs really started to ramp up. Other than that, wrestling tops the list. Regardless if you want to look at viewership, if you want to look at numbers and the demos and the share, we don't call it share anymore, but that's the same thing. Just call it something new now. And, and you could really dig into it, look at the households utilizing television and all these other things. All of it really doesn't matter because this is a bargain. Even though they sign right. billion-dollar TV deals, this is still a bargain because these networks will pay the same amount of money for a 20 to 22-week-long show, and they're getting 52 weeks out of it. So it and really it's doesn't matter. Even when the number's down, it's it's – it's a number that fluctuates, like, like regardless of whether you're looking at AEW and where it's hit, it's its number of viewers and, and who's actually tuning in and doing what, or the WWE or their products. By and large, you know what you are going to get week to week. And that is a reassuring feeling for anybody who's advertising with that with that program. Yeah, I mean, this week, Monday Night Raw. Right. Okay. 1.8 million in hour one, 1. 1.7 million in hour two, 1. 1.5 million in hour three. You could say, well, look at that versus three years ago, versus 10 years ago, versus 20 years ago. Okay. Right. For the night in cable, it finished number one, number two, and number three. 0.55, yep. 0.56. Well, I, I'm looking at the male one. 0. 0.47, 0. 0.44, 0. 0.38 in the demo. Okay. The all important 18 to 49 year old demo. One, two, and yep. three on on cable. Okay. So, the so NBA the was problem? on was on network. Had 13 million viewers. Okay. Wrestling never has had that. So it's not like you can really compare. And that's nothing compared to what the NFL does. Raw was number one, two, and three. What, what more? Yeah, I, I mean there's there's nothing really to argue on that. Like there's there's no question there. Like where what where do you go? Do do you have like super one? Is that like is is there something higher that you you can attain? Like you just can't do it. Yeah, it's, I, it's just there's nothing. 
there's nothing else, you know. And if we go to let's go to Friday, okay, because because yep. everyone's talking about, um, you know, SmackDown was down or, or SmackDown as usual. Now there were the, we had the NBA Finals, okay, yep. on on Friday, so so, so that they was didn't the thing. win. But SmackDown still had a .27 rating, okay. The only thing higher than that was the NBA. Still had 1.9 million right. viewers. Now, Jimmy Kimmel Live does more than that, and Jimmy Kimmel Live had the lead-in from the NBA, so it doesn't matter. Like, right. Network did shows like Blue Bloods did and he also do, Did he also do a show before the NBA? I have no idea. That's like, a, that's like a thing these days, too, is he actually leads into the NBA finals at different Actually, times. yeah, he did, because that was on an 8, yep. and the countdowns are 8.05. It was a five-minute show, and gets right. put in the ratings. And, and he, and he counted. But even so, so, so SmackDown had 1.9 million viewers, Whereas, um, you know, all these other shows, Blue Bloods had 2.2 million, Magnum had 2.2 million, Blue Bloods had 2.8 million, but they had a 0.07 and a 0.08, where SmackDown had a 0.27. So again, delivering on on a much much higher level. Uh, I don't even see where where Rampage was. So let's find where Rampage was. Rampage was number six for the night on cable, with its 400,000 yeah. viewers. Shows below that did two, three million viewers, but they're new shows. Rampage was number right. six for the night and, and pulled in a .16 rating. Again, far below SmackDown, but we're going to... But again, Rampage. Shitty little Rampage. Number six for the night. Shitty little Rampage. And, and, and that's... And you know, and, and here's the crazy thing that, that no one is talking about, and, and I almost feel bad about it. Night for the Cable, last Wednesday, June 8th, Dynamite was number one. Still yep. didn't cross a million viewers, which, you know, e-drones and whoever else could criticize the hell out of it for. Had a .34 rating far below what, you know, Raw delivered on Monday night. It's number one. It won't fuck all else on, but it was number one. Yeah, I mean, it's if you're delivery. the best, of, you're still the best, yeah. Exactly. And, and even if it's like, and, and people try to, oh, someone sent me like a whole podcast that I didn't listen to. It's like, well, this guy's dialed into ratings and he'll tell you why the drop in viewership is so bad and why WWE won't get a raise when the Fox deal comes up. That's horseshit. They will get a raise because if they don't, someone else will give it to them. So it, right. it's, and, and I'm like, what more can you ask for someone to do than be the best in the night? Besides live sports. And, and even if during the Monday Night Wars, they would have lost to these, these live sports. Like, it's just absolute insanity, the things that, that people were saying. And the I mean, one that performs a... the worst is NXT. Right. And it's weird because NXT still has more viewers than, than Rampage. But again, you have the, the NXT did 600,000. Yeah, did 600,000. Um, but it had a 0.14 rating uh, because in cable you had the NHL conference finals that, right. you know, at the exact same time that had 2.3 million viewers and a 0.68 is on ESPN. Uh, it, right. It's just, you know, but again, it still finished number 22 in the night. Like it still delivered, you know, one, you know, USA is pretty much their best. I'm, I'm looking through right now. That was USA's highest ranked show for the night. So nothing on USA is delivering better than that on a Tuesday night. So of course the USA is going to be fine with it. But regardless, it's 52 weeks a year. No one else does that. And, yep. and it's just, I try to offer perspective and I try to focus on rankings versus ratings. That's more important. 
And even that doesn't matter. No. Like the whole topic doesn't matter. The whole topic is dumb. It, How do we yeah, get people Yeah, it really off is. What's that? Is it even possible to get people off of it? No, it's really not because we've been taught and conditioned for a long time that that was that that's what we need to pay attention to. And, you know, and you referenced the Monday Night Wars. That that was what everybody looked at and talked. Where it all started, right? And from there, you we've we've just never, as an audience, changed our way of looking at how we consume media when we all can readily acknowledge we completely consume media differently than what we did in 1996. Oh, yeah. Like, God. Like, like, just, I'm going to use a completely different example. Um, Netflix. We watch something in its entirety when it hits Netflix if they give us the opportunity. We binge it on our own time. But we also watch it about as fast as we can when it's available and there. So to, it's just it's it's insane to me that we we still look at this one metric. And it is not to deny that there is validity to the importance of having eyeballs on your show on television because of, you know, ad revenues and what they're trying to generate. But these other outlets are creating ways for them to generate revenue too, and are still pulling in some of those eyeballs that have been lost from TV. And it's just not how we consume day. You used to talk about this. I used to have a, I don't remember if it was an article. I think that you used to call it when you used to write and you were, it was raw is DVR. DVR. Yeah. Raw is DVR. I love doing that. And the reason you called it raw is DVR because of how you consumed Monday Night Raw before writing your your column. And it was to fast forward through stuff you didn't care about, skip commercials, because everybody loves skipping commercials, um, and kind of quote-unquote get into the good stuff. So even in your – and that was in the days of TiVo, right? Like and, – and then DVRs became much more commonplace. TiVo just kind of did it first and then became obsolete – they're like the Sega Genesis of, of television. And, and even in that, we changed our viewing habits and our patterns, and then it changes what really the impact is of what you watch. Because once it was much more convenient to record something, because before we had DVR, it was a VCR. And um, that was tricky. Yeah. You had this physical like, tape you had don't, to use. Don't don't tape over my show, mom. Um, or don't, don't do something with the power for the VCR to then stop it from recording what I needed to record. It was just so much to, more. Like, it was like setting the clock again, but, and if the thing wasn't flashing, then you were really just changing the time on the clock or you set it to record Saturday night's main event, but it really ended up recording Sunday morning cartoons. Cause you had the AM and the PM right. wrong. And, yeah, now you literally find it and press a button on a menu that's in front of you, a TV guide that's on your television, right. and you click a button. And back then, when we were recording stuff on the VCR, if someone said, the TV guide will be on your TV and the remote control, you'll press a button, it'll record, we would have been like, yes, and, and now we're on the Jetsons, and we're driving spaceships to work. We're not driving spaceships to work, although the technology in our vehicles has come a long way as well. 
but we're pressing a button to record our shows. Oh yeah. In fact, I did it right before this show. See? Looked up, had the menu on my TV screen to skip ahead to Friday to record what I wanted to record a show on Friday. On Friday today. Right. Like that's just I mean that Future Pat is in a good mood. Yeah, like you 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 recorded Future Pat. You don't even know what's gonna happen come Friday. But that's the thing, like it's just totally changed. Like you said, we're we're trying to make this argument, we're trying to compare to something that's twenty years old simply because we want it to be real. We and, and you're right, like the Monday Night Wars is when they started reporting on TV ratings. And then when the Monday Night Wars ended, TV ratings were such a big click getter, oh, they just yeah. kept doing it. And yep. even when it stopped mattering, they had to find ways to make it matter so people keep clicking it. And it just – and I try to report on it. I try to write on it. But I'm literally saying the same thing every single week. Still one of the highest rated shows for the week. Still one of the highest ranked shows for the week because I'm not going to falsify issues with it. I'm not going to make up right. the fact that it's bad when it's not. Like that's the thing. Like, like what are we going to do? Just Just – feed people a bunch of bullshit so that they get worried about something that's that's what marketing's for that, that that's we're totally. trying to be the other side of that yeah. we're trying to be the we're trying to be better better than that so yeah it's just really really stupid all wrestling on television all major american wrestling on television is doing well and is a steal of a deal for those who are paying for it that's what it boils no you're to. absolutely right yeah whatever arguments people want to make whatever clickbait they want to put out there if you're falling for it you're the stupid one because it's all doing really well even the stuff that we think is stupid even the stuff that i think is the best which is nxt still i and i thoroughly enjoy smackdown and i watch raw too and i watched raw last night and i still watch it in the same way as if i was doing raw's dvr and i don't really skip all that much i used to time myself the overall because skipping the commercials right there is like 26 minutes an hour Oh God! So, yeah, it's perfect. So that's already I've already eliminated an hour and eighteen minutes of a three-hour raw. So I'm already down to an hour and forty-two minutes, and then you skip a couple video packages, and next thing you know, you're down an hour and a half. Like, it's great. And I mean, and in some episodes of Raw, you might be down two hours of the show skipping the video packages. Exactly. So it's it's, but I largely watch the stuff that I'm supposed to watch. Right. I don't skip the entrances because the entrances are actually usually pretty good. And that's when the announcers are telling you the story. So it, it's – and if, if, you know, if you're not keeping up, that's the best way to, to find out about it. So it's just really dumb. It, it really is just really dumb. And the fact of the matter is all the shows are doing great and all the shows are performing exactly what they need to perform and more for all of the networks that are paying for them. And everything else that we argue about is just stupid. Both ways. And I do it too, right? We try to talk about why other shows are dumb, and, and that's part of the reason why. Right. All right. So we are – let's transition real quick and remind everybody, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those beautiful chair shot T-shirts. Wear it out. You know, maybe, maybe you're taking a trip to Fenway Park for the first time ever. Maybe you're heading out to the SmackDown before – money in the bank maybe you're just going out to hang out and have fun have fun with your friends and it's not even at a wrestling thing throw on one of those chair shot t-shirts it's comfortable it'll look good it'll fit in 
You'll be totally fine. People may ask you about it. They may not, but it does support this brand that we call here the Chairshot.com and the Chairshot Radio Network. We got logo shirts. We've got slogan shirts. We got shirts for the podcast, shirts for the personalities, so much more. If you're local here in Arizona or not, but just want to support indie wrestling, we got the IZW shirts and so much more. So head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Short sleeve, long sleeve, soft style, regular style. You can get a tank top. You can get a hoodie, whatever you want to get. You can get it over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So why don't you go on down there now, pick something up, support the chair shot radio network and the chair by heading over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, Patrick Dodd, so we've taken care of the issues with TV ratings. Let's shift gears a little bit now uh, towards a topic that you brought up that needs to be said, Patrick O'Dowd. We already said that TV ratings don't matter because everybody's performing well. It needed to be said. Your turn, Patrick O'Dowd. It needed to be said. Great. And for me, that was wrestling companies don't need their world champion on every single show. Needed to be said. And this really came to this really came to mind as I was watching as I've been watching Raw and even more importantly, catching WWE premium live events and realizing as I'm watching Hell in a Cell, I didn't need Roman Reigns on the show. And I didn't miss Roman Reigns not being on the show. And I haven't been worrying about Roman Reigns not being available for upcoming shows. Because there really is enough. And if your roster really is what it says it is, it's enough. And we, you know, to, to kind of do some of those things you talked about before, where you keep everybody up to date on where we're going eventually, I don't know, say SummerSlam, but the talent, and I think about this, and I think this is true for AEW as well, your talent pool, if it's as talented and as rich as you say it is, and you really want people to get the due you say they deserve, then your champ doesn't, your world champ doesn't need to be, one, it doesn't necessarily need to be on every show, and two, even if they are on every show, they don't need to be a thread throughout the entire show. It's okay to tell other stories. And I 
I've really, and maybe this is the bigger point. I don't know the belts matter as much as they, as people think they do anymore. Like, I just don't think they do. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the crux of my thought is that I'm sitting there watching Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes put on a match of the year candidate with, you know, Cody having one freaking arm. I then turn around to watch a 20 some minute qualifying match for money in the bank the following Monday with AJ and Seth and realize, holy shit, we don't need Roman Reigns and the world champion at the money in the bank pay-per-view because we don't need that story right now because we have this story to get us after a champion somewhere down the road. And how great is it to see Seth Rollins getting to carry, carry this company right now during this little period of story and AJ Styles putting on just one of the great matches. And I disagree with people who are disappointed in the AJ edge story. Um, Thought it was great. Thought it was three very good stories. Feel bad for edge that the story didn't quite work out. I think the way that he hoped it to when they, when they, you know, changed things over and moved Balor to, to usurp him from from his little faction but it shows that you don't need what you think you need and and to me that's you don't need a world champion on on every show you don't need cm punk on every episode of of dynamite you don't or or rampage or wherever it is because isn't rampage his show it was as the world champion yeah yeah, no no well now he's not been nothing because he you know He's the, he didn't relinquish the title, but it's in a room and he's right. hurt and whatever. Um, it's so, like, we've said it long ago. You said it here, and, and we'll say it again. It's it's a prop. Right. And, and, and when a prop shows up, it's a prop until you give it meaning. And, and, and you can introduce a new championship, and it doesn't matter until you give it meaning. And... And in, in Seth Rollins' case, the prop was Cody Rhodes for a while. And, and right. Cody, it was his return and all that, and he, he gave that prop meaning. And what's crazy is that Seth lost all three matches and came out ahead. Really did. Yeah, and, really did. And that's just the brilliance of Seth Rollins. He doesn't need a championship. And if he were to win a championship, it would benefit the championship, the prop, more than it would benefit Seth Rollins. And a prop is supposed to enhance... The actor, the actress, not the other way around. Um, you know, it's the MacGuffin or whatever. But, and now the Money in the Bank briefcase has long been one of the most valuable items, the most valuable props in all of WWE. Lore. Right, right, right. Absolutely. 100%. And in the build, they're building up. Like, The Miz was literally dropping statistics saying that, you know, historically, 85% of the time, whoever wins Money in the Bank is going to win a championship. And, you know, for a while it was 100%. Then it dropped a little bit, and now it's back up to 85%. And the, the Miz has done it twice. So he's yep. a, a great person to talk about. He would know. And the first time he did it was 11 years ago. And the second time he did it was last year. So it's, it's uh, no, this year, earlier this year is, yep. is when he did it. So, or was it last year? No, it was last year. It was last year. It was last God, year. Time flies. Yeah, um, I, I, you made me do a double take. I was like, he hasn't. He hasn't cashed yeah. in this year. That's no. crazy how time flies. Um, I was like, because he took it from Otis. Remember when that was a thing? 
Um, oh God. But, but that's a valuable prop. And in Roman not being on television, say what you want about it, because I love Roman. I want to see him on television, right? I love everything he does. But when he's on SmackDown on Friday, I'm going to be interested to see how it does. Yep. Because that's where, that's where you can utilize ratings information for something. How SmackDown performs after a full week of this of of it being marketed that Roman because a lot of times people say you know there's a there's a something big happens on a wrestling show and then the rating comes in and and it's ho hum and everyone's like well obviously that wasn't a big deal well no one knew it was going to happen right so of course that was, it was and that was the thing is and that, um, and it's the following week that matters right because then do is, they bring people in based on the happening um and for all of its faults um, back in the the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars, when every episode was truly an unpredictable episode, that really made a difference when surprise, like because the surprises didn't pop the rating, like you said, it was the people tuning in for the potential of the surprise. Like I used to tune into Nitro. I remember I tuned into Nitro solely in '97, late '96 and '97, for when Stang showed up. That was it. Like, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see him show up and you never knew from episode to episode whether he would. You know what? You know what Sting wasn't at the time, Greg? I'm going to say world champion. He was not world champion at the time. Now, his story involved the world championship because it was held by Hogan. But the story really wasn't about the title. It was about WCW versus the NWO. Hogan just having the title was the cherry on top and support is it was this like representative of power within WCW, but it was about saving that company from the invading, you know, faction of WWE guys and the hodgepodge that it eventually became the belt, as you called it, the prop wasn't the most important thing. And Hogan notorious for not being, on every show. Oh, and yeah. And you know what was interesting is the product was so hot at the time and the and the talent was so deep. Again, you didn't need him. You didn't need him on every show. When the NWO was formed at Bash of the Beach. Right. Hogan wasn't on the following night's Nitro. He was not. <laughs> like, that's just think about that in this day and age. Like, Hogan wasn't there. And, 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 and there was, you know, they said it was done on purpose. Like, it's just crazy. The things that people don't even compare to, to back then and now imagine this though, we talk about the prop and, and they've made Roman Reigns championships, the most important prop by the way he holds it, the way he carries it, being there, not being there. Now you can use it. Now it can be leveraged. What if he loses on Friday? Like, it's crazy. No one expects that to happen. Right. Remember when CM Punk turned heel on The Rock? No one expected that to happen either. It's yep. no one expected the Judgment Day to turn on edge. Like, that's when you do things is when people don't expect it. And then now Roman wants wants the belt back. So now Roman's got to enter money in the bank. You know, it's like the, there's stories you can tell. Right. Now, all of a sudden, this summertime, which is this down period, is full of intrigue. 
because you flipped the script and, and had Roman lose. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to lose right. championship to, to Matt Riddle on Friday, but he could. And, right, and right. I guarantee you, because because this is and this is why people think well, that things is... are planned and not. At some point, they sat there. They're going to sit there and say, "What if Matt Riddle wins?" We oh yeah. Could do this. We could do this. We could do this. We could do this. Then they'll probably ultimately decide against it. But I guarantee you, it's a thought because everything well, is considered. And to talk about this is this is proving time for Matt Riddle, right? Oh, yeah, big time. Orton's That's gone is. too. He's doing this himself. That's what this is. Yeah, this is proving time for Matt Riddle. And again, not a not a guy I like as a person. Can't deny, you know, his charisma. You can't deny his it factor, and yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if he actually does win this world championship. But again, I, I don't. I love what they're doing right now with with Roman with Roman Reigns and the way he's sort of created a new mystique and aura about who he is and about these titles and. Again, that that you don't need him on every show to make it matter. I'll even begrudgingly get. Hold on, I'll even go a step further. I'm going to begrudgingly acknowledge the value that Paul Heyman has brought to this particular story as well. I can't deny it. Like I can't deny. It. I don't like the guy um, in his character, and have never really cared for what he does. He's brought he's brought some extra juice in Roman's absence. He has, he definitely has, and that's you know it, it, it's he, he delivered like the promo with Riddle on on Raw was great, and it made Matt yeah. Riddle look like a million bucks, and that's something that Heyman is so good at. But just just imagine, and then it makes it more important. But part of it's more important because he's not there. Like there's you know I can't miss you if you're not gone. Um, you can tell the story without it. Do I think it would be helpful if there were champions on each show? I do. Do I think, you know, would it be easier for some fans if the titles weren't unified and Seth Rollins was the world champion over on Raw at this point? Yeah, it would be. Or maybe he just won it because, you know, he couldn't have lost three matches in a row still being world champion. But um, of course it would. And it'd be easier, but it doesn't mean it has to be that way just because that would be easier. So I agree with you fully. It doesn't – you don't have to have your champion on on every single show. There's only one thing you have to have on every single show every single week, and that's storytelling. That's it. Besides that, you do whatever you want and tell your stories and, and utilize the talent to the fullest, put people in their best positions to succeed, and put on the best show possible. Which leads me to the next thing that needed to be said. Because Roman Reigns is not on TV every week, there is a guy who is. And there's a guy who's currently parading around as a champion that the internet loves to hate, or maybe hates to hate, or who knows what. But it needs to be said, Patrick O'Dowd, Austin Theory is the best active champion in wrestling today. He is. Now... People say, well, he's annoying. Well, he, he does a stupid cell phone gimmick, and he's a cheat to win his matches. And all Okay, well, well, he's positioned as a bad guy. He's a villain. He's a heel villain. He's literally the, the worst of the worst, so he's not supposed to be noble. He's not supposed to be a fighting champion. 
He's, he's you know, still playing the storyline of he's Mr. McMahon's investment. He talked about that last night on Raw. And, and, and he's, the, he's one of the stars of the future. And I can't think of a champion who is playing their role better than Austin Theory. I know he's just called Theory, but to me, I'm just going to call him Austin Theory. It's, it's yeah, it's, and he's about to get the John Cena rope. Exactly. And he even mentioned John <laughs> Cena in his promo. Cena wants to work with him. Cena's coming back. It's been advertised. Like, it's not a secret. Yep. It's it's going to happen. Uh, we're all ready for it. And, and, and it's, you know, it's SummerSlam again, just like it was last year. Cena and Reigns. Now it's going to be Cena in theory. And this is, and it was Cena who, like, tweeted or whatever that he wanted to come back. And, and, and here we are. I just, he's so good. At being crappy, at being he, punchable, he at being a heel. He's so good he's, at getting people to hate him that they hate him and don't even realize they're doing it because he wants them to. Right. He's so it's we talk we, we described him as an evolution of the Miz a few weeks back. Uh, basically that he's taken what what the Miz created as a persona and he's he's refined you know, it's not the same character. That's not what I'm trying to say. Of course. But but he's taken what The Miz did to make everybody loathe them, and he's found his own niche way of building on that and forging his own legacy. And, and really, it's such a great time for bad guys in the WWE right now. And... and you know, they're, they're, and the argument for theory as as the top of of that heap is is hard to deny. He's compelling television. He was in a pose off, like that was his segment that main evented Raw, right? And so many people want to bitch about that, but you know what? It worked. It was it was entertaining. He's he's in a program with the Almighty. Like, what more could you ask for? Like, it's so great. And 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 Lashley literally just paraded around the ring at Hell in a Cell with the WWE Championship. Mel, it's right. funny, it's so funny. Like Meltzer reported that that was planted, but yet they're moving forward. I don't. That wasn't planted. No. He grabbed it and did it. He saw a fan holding it. Fan was probably like, take the title, take the title. So he grabbed it and ran around with it and, 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 and did something right. because he's a wrestler and Stop they improvise. And, and, and they, they wouldn't do that and then have him feuding with Austin Theory. Like, they just wouldn't do that. Like, right, no. I still don't believe, as much as people say it, and I hear it on lots of podcasts, I just, because of the, the years upon years and decades upon decades of history associated with the Intercontinental and United States Championships, I don't believe fans will buy them as the top titles on their brands. I just don't. No, I, I don't either. You, you'd have an easier time creating new titles, which I've you know, advocated for, a Raw Championship and a SmackDown Championship, and have them be immediately accepted by fans as the top titles on their brand than trying to convince people that the United States Intercontinental Championships are the top titles on their brand. Regardless of the fact that top heels are now holding them, now that, that Gunther has won right. the Intercontinental Championship. I just don't think Hell it's yeah. possible. 
And and a few months from now, we might have the same conversation about Gunther, that he is now suddenly the best active champion in WWE today, especially when he is a wrestler. He, his character is that of a wrestler. And that's, you know, we've said it before I, when they do this. That's where we are as sports entertainment. A wrestler is a character. Well, God, but it is, it is, but it's all about, I mean, you have, you have such a variety of wrestlers as characters too, because, because Gunther is this amalgamation of, you know, sort of every, it's the tried and true foreign heel gimmick as well, right? Like it's got the guy who speaks for him, uh, who's, you know, just as entertaining as Gunther himself, um, but so you've got that. Then you then you've got Chad Gable, who's just hilarious, but he's a wrestler. Like that's part of the the persona. And then yeah. I don't even know if this tag team is still together down in NXT, but it's like the new FDR, except you talking about the Creed like, brothers? Is is that who they are? I've seen them a couple of times, like in their singlets doing. Yeah, yeah, that's the Creed brothers. The they they just won the. NXT. It's like oh look. They just yeah, won like, the oh, NXT tag the Yeah. Oh, look, it's the Steiner brothers all over again. Funny, um, funny you should bring that up, Patrick O'Dow, because this is yeah. akin to one of the topics that we talked about that we're not using this week, but that we'll use another week. I said this last week, and, and I said this on the hashtag Miranda show, and I tweeted it at the time as well. Um, I did the worst possible thing you can do to the Creed brothers. The absolute worst possible oh, no. thing you can do to the Creed brothers. I tweeted out that Julius Creed is a future WrestleMania main eventer. Because if you go back and wa- go back and watch NXT in your house, that guy has it. Like yeah. that guy is a star. He's well. Now he's, I got to go back and watch it. Yeah, he's just physically. He's just a little bit better than his brother. He's a better storyteller than his brother. He's a better promo than his brother. He's like, it's it's weird because you know Brutus is shorter than Julius, but and and Braun Breaker is a little bit of this too. Braun Breaker looks like Rick, but sounds like Scott, and and there's a lot of uh, comparison between the Creed brothers and the Steiners. I think some of it because Braun Breaker has brought the Steiners back in everybody's mind, but that's kind of what the the, the Julius Creed is. He, he works more like Rick. Honestly, with the Steiner brothers, Rick was the better wrestler. If you yes, go back was. and watch, Rick Absolutely. was a better wrestler, but Scott was a better persona. And that's why Scott made it. And I think if the Steiner brothers came up today, maybe Rick would have been a bigger star. Who knows? I don't know. You just don't know. But I do think that Julius Creed is going to be a WrestleMania main eventer. And, and I feel bad saying that because I'm sure Brutus Creed is a very nice person. And, and deserves, <laughs> deserves more opportunities than that. Right, but, right. Um, but to go back to the original point, Austin Theory, he's the, uh, you won't find a better active champion in WWE today, in my opinion. Austin Theory is it for me, and he is that. Maybe you could, you could argue Bianca Belair. I think she's a great champion. Right. I think she's doing great things, especially as in the hero role. But I think Austin Theory is a better villain then Bianca Belair is a hero. There's nothing wrong with being number two. And I'm not including Roman Reigns just because he's not on TV every week. Austin Theory, and Austin Theory needs to be on TV every week, not because of his championship, but because of his character. We need right. to see him. We need to, we, basically, 
and Raw's a three-hour show, so you can do it. Austin Theory needs to be shoved down our throats right now. Like, right. He, that's and we how need he to hate him for it. A household name. That's how you build somebody right. up to do it. He's 20, what, 24, 26 years old now because he's been there for a few years. I think he's 24 now. He's going to be a megastar. And and what, what people forget is they love the guy when he was in Evolve because he can work. And when he ends up in the ring, and he put on, and I should have seen it coming because the whole reason I said Jinder Mahal was going to get a push was because he made Rob Gronkowski look like a million bucks. And here was Austin Theory making Pat McAfee look like a million bucks at WrestleMania. Should have should have seen it coming. And, there you go. Didn't. Yep. But that's because that's you know. But we all we all have our moments, right? We, we we don't catch them all. Exactly. But Julius Creed is a future WrestleMania main eventer. Julius Creed versus Austin, and which is funny because Braun Breaker is the one that everybody has pegged from NXT. But right. I think and well, he'll get every I, opportunity. I mean, there, there's certainly room for more than one. There is. There absolutely is. And and I think that that will happen and, and it'll come up and it'll be great. And we will all enjoy it. So we're going to go to commercial, Patrick O'Dowd. Point number four. Um, I know we put this list together earlier today. Are you good kicking off point number four after the commercial? We're going to produce on Sure. That. All right, cool. So we're going to go to commercial. Greg DeMarco Show, Greg DeMarco, Patrick O'Dowd, Chair Shot Radio Network. All the things. Let's go to commercial. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Okay, back to me. I'm excited that I get to kick something off out of a commercial, man. I never get to do this. I never get to say what needs to be said. And... It's it's my turn again. I can't even believe this is a, a thing that needs to be said, Craig. Like, because to me, this seems so patently obvious that I'm stunned that we have to do this. But here, here it goes. Vince McMahon and Tony Khan care about their performance performers to the same degree. I just, what? I, I, what's, I, well, and here's the thing is, we're gonna let's let's use the present unpleasantness as our baseline start slash example. Because Tony Khan and AEW are getting just applauded left and right about their response to, to this the latest Jeff Hardy incident. As if the WWE never tried to help Jeff Hardy. As if the WWE didn't let him go because he wouldn't attend programs for addiction, and I and I've and I've seen this too, where people like when somebody from who has said, you know, well the WWE presented this to Jeff and he refused it, and the argument was, well he wasn't on drugs, he was passing all his drug tests at the time, and this is this is alcohol, and I'm like, alcohol's a fucking drug. First of all, let's not let's just get that, that out of the but... way. Um, <laughs> And and people love to point that out, right? He passed all the drug tests. According to who? According to Matt Hardy. Right. Well, and my other point is, is you don't just ask somebody that out of the blue. 
You know what I mean? Like, you don't. Like, the WWE in particular doesn't. So, what the hell are you talking about? Um, and why are you sending me these pictures? I was hoping you'd see it later. The AEW official account pointed out that St. Louis, the, Arizona Cardinals. St. Louis, welcome. Arizona Cardinals. Basically, they, they tagged the wrong Cardinals account, and in Facebook, it comes up with the full name, and it says the St. Louis, uh, Arizona Cardinals. Womp, womp. Well, good for them. Um, <laughs> they, they thought they were going to a football game, that's all. It, it's okay. It's a common mistake that fields are shaped nothing like each other. Anyway, back to the point in hand. The WWE... Uh, you know, honest to God, I don't understand how you cannot look at this company, which has given multiple wrestlers multiple opportunities, offered multiple opportunities for help and treatment, the opportunity so that they could continue to work or to even just get their damn life back together and, and sit there and say, because this really is an AEW stand fight today and maybe it's just today because of this response to jeff hardy um but to act and to act as if the wwe is just this completely callous entity towards its performers is is ludicrous especially when they know someone's in trouble because that's a liability that they have to take on as a publicly traded company if they don't offer help to someone who has problems you know, I just I don't understand why why this is controversial. Like that this idea needs to be said because people believe that the WWE doesn't take care of their talent. Because the the, the narrative has always been that Vince is this ruthless businessman, cutthroat, doesn't care. Well he is. He is. I don't. I wouldn't say he doesn't care, but I would say he's absolutely a cutthroat businessman. I would right. say he's absolutely a ruthless businessman. Yeah. You don't become a multi-billion-dollar company without by it. not yeah. exactly. And 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 people act like Tony Khan isn't when he really is. Like, look at the crap he said about Big Swole when she left. And right, she says she left on her own, and he was like, "Well, we didn't renew her contract because she's not very good in the ring." Like. He sounds like a petulant child. And even his little statement that he put out today is like, we finally made contact with Jeff Hardy. We've offered him this and that. I'm not 100% sure. I shouldn't even say this, but I will. I'm not 100% sure that if WWE didn't pay for everybody's rehab, if AEW would be paying for his rehab. I just right. don't Like, WWE has set the standard for the industry. Yeah. And, and here's the crazy thing. If Jeff came to WWE and said, I want to go to rehab, they'd pay for it. Even though he's under contract to AEW, they'd still pay for it. They've right. done it they, before. They've done that for other people, yeah. They've had people working. They, they placed somebody into rehab when they were working for TNA. I don't even remember who it was. Probably Kurt Angle. I, I, it's just mind-boggling to me where... the, the and, and it's because it's just an anti-WWE, pro-AEW narrative. And again, it, it really goes back to that simple principle raw and smackdown and 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 dynamite if you sit down in front of raw and you say this show is going to suck this show is going to suck if you sit down in front of dynamite right. and say this show is going to be great this show is going to be great if you sat down in front of raw and said this show is going to be great the show would be great and if you sat down in front of dynamite and said this show is going to suck this show would suck 
it's a self-fulfilling prophecy is all it is. And it just trickles down into everything else. And if Tony Khan put out a statement today and said, we're done with Jeff Hardy, he needs to go get help, that's it, everyone will be praising him for not offering right. rehab. Everyone will be praising him for, for cutting the apron strings and making him go take care of himself and, and come back when you're in better shape. If WWE does that, they're like, yep. oh my God, they left the person hanging. It, it's yeah. literally has nothing to do with caring about the performers when the fans make these reactions. Go, I've said it before, go listen to the Something to Wrestle With podcast from like when the show first launched, when Bruce Pritchard being back in WWE was never a thing. He tells you how much Vince McMahon loved the performers, how hard it yeah. was for him. Vince McMahon got into an ambulance. I don't know if you're in the ambulance or not, but he left WrestleMania 30 to go to the hospital and be with The Undertaker after his match with Brock Lesnar. Left WrestleMania. 70,000 fans in attendance, and he left the building during the event. And people didn't even know it until, until you know, time after the fact. Like, this is where, and, and people don't care about that, but care when Tony Khan is jumping up and down on a stage during Samoa Joe's debut. Or right. tweeting out, oh my God, it's Tony Storm, when like... Uh, you booked her, so yeah, you know it's Tony Storm. Like you're, right. like he's a fan when it's convenient. He's an executive when it's convenient, and and it's all fine and well. Like like he deserves right. criticism. He deserves praise. But and this, it it, comes it's when funny it you mentioned Tony Storm, by the way. Um, just because when you when you talk about like it's not just fans, and we're we're ragging on Tony Khan. It's is the talent too. Oh yeah. You're that right. helps reinforce that. And, and I had sent you an interview that Tony did last week where she talked about the WWE. Like, basically, like, the, they chew you up and grind you out. Like, they don't really care about, about their talent. And you're like, well, she's both she's both right and wrong. Um, and, I, and I see, you know, your point there. But, you know, even with Jeff, like, Jeff here in like i was i'm rereading the aew statement from from tony Khan, where it says you know we've made it clear to jeff that we'll assist him in getting treatment for substance abuse issues which he has indicated that he's open to receiving he did an interview after being released from the wwe where he talked about they wanted me to go for treatment and i was like fuck you and fuck the wwe clearly they saw something wanted to offer him help he wasn't in a place to want to be helped and now suddenly here we are in an aew statement and jeff's open to it because he got to save his job is that is that what it is did what did what did aew and tony khan do to show you that they cared more about their rehab opportunity than what the wwe offered you uh and the talent do this. And the talent do it both ways. Like, we're going to get bitter. This is the other thing about AEW. For for those AEW fans out there, and we, we like one of you. I'm not sure who you are. I'm, I'll find you. But we like one of you. Um, part of the reason why it's it's easier to talk about the, the AEW narrative about the WWE is because a lot of the bitter bus hasn't really come to park yet. Right. We've had a few people here and there who, like like you mentioned Big Swole, like we've had a few people here and there. 
But it's like Miro doesn't seem happy. No. Lots of people like at all. MJF's not happy. Whether or not they've right. turned this into an angle aside, it started because he wasn't happy. Right. And you know who else is soon uh, gonna be not happy? This guy by the name of Wardlow, who they pushed yeah. in the mood and then randomly bumped down to number two in the ratings despite not losing anything because CM Punk got hurt and we gotta go back to John Moxley because we don't want to put it on the new guy in the hot hand. Yeah, because reasons. Because we, we're going to get back to our CM Punk story as soon as we can because, again, a Mark is booking the program. And, right. and, and by the way, Mark got bleeped out because it's a bad word in wrestling, according to Dave Meltzer, even though MJF said it 14 other times in the promo and didn't get bleeped out. But the one that came after the F word did, go figure. Um, I just, But that's the thing. We brought up Dave Meltzer. He pushes the narrative. They all push the narrative. Right. And, and it's just, it's, it's asinine because they both care the same amount. Everyone says, well, Tony Khan cares about his talent. Vince cares about his talent. Yeah, AEW footed the bill for the people to party in Vegas for a week. WWE hasn't done that. Well, WWE pays them a lot more money. Like, it's... Right. And, and again, I'm going to go back to... caring than the other. If if the WWE was such a shit place to work for the talent, they wouldn't be the greatest wrestling promotion in the history of professional wrestling. Period. They just if wouldn't. If WWE if they had were foot shit the to bill, their talent. If WWE had foot the bill for people to spend a week in Vegas, the narrative would have been they didn't let them go home and be with their families. Right, like we'd find a reason to be mad about it, and it's it's it's, it's so asinine, stupid. it's dumb, uh, and it's just it's wrong. It's it's unbelievable. Like, you know, you talked about example of Vince caring. Like, you know, yes, he he does have some relationships with with talent that's more special than others, but that's kind of the nature of the business. Do you think that Tony Khan's relationship with the Young Bucks isn't different? Than it is with, oh, I don't know, anybody who opens the show. It absolutely is. Yeah, it, 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 right. it, his relationship with, with Cody was different. That's why it was so shocking right. when when he left. Like, it's just so silly and stupid. Like, it really just is. And, and just, it's an anti-Vince, anti-WB narrative. That's all it is. That's all it's ever going to be. That's all people want it to be. And, and they're just going to pretend it's that no matter what. It's never going yep. to change. And, and because, and I say it's never going to change, and, and that's not entirely true because remember when WCW was the hot thing and then all of a sudden people love WWE again. I think, I don't know that AEW will be around long enough for it to never change because it takes years oh. upon years upon years. And I hope they are because a lot of people, a lot of really good people, despite contracts not being renewed and whatever, a lot of good people are making good, good living doing nothing for AEW. Good for them. We'd all like to have a job doing nothing and get paid well for it. So, uh, right. you know, you know, count me in and and count lots of lots of us in. So, same as yeah. Like, who, who wouldn't want that, right? Uh, but you're you're exactly right. Like they care. Of course, Vince cares. It's a publicly traded company. It's all about wanting to like it or not wanting to like it. It's really all it is. If you want to like it, you will. If you don't want to like it, you will. If you want to like the way they treat the talent, you will. If you don't, you won't. Like it's just literally all about what side you're on. It's just like politics, just like sports, just like so many other things. There's no actual thought given to anything right now. You've picked your side, you stick with it no matter what. And then occasionally somebody becomes enlightened and realizes, whoa, wait, this side is actually really stupid. 
and or like me <laughs> right. with politics. They're all really stupid, so it doesn't fucking matter. Like that's what you get to. And really, Vince and Tony aren't that different. One's just been at it way longer and is way more savvy at it and doesn't get caught up in all the BS and never has. You know, Vince McMahon will never have a podcast. Tony Khan probably will. You make a point. You know, Vince will write it. And, and it came up recently. I think it was listening to an old episode, but Conrad Thompson was like, Vince McMahon will never write a book. And, and um, Bruce Pritchard was like, he might actually write a book. He would never have a podcast, but he might write a book. Tony Khan will have a podcast someday, probably with Conrad Thompson. And, and it will do right. amazing numbers because it, it targets that fan base. But they're really not that different. And to me, that's the, the biggest thing. And just like all of these other topics, Patrick O'Dowd, I don't know that we'll ever be able to convince people. I really don't. We won't. But no. we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep preaching our truth, Greg. We have to. We'll it's keep, all we can do. We've got to be our truth. true and authentic. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out So since we talked about it, and since we brought it up, and we both said it's probably not going to happen, but let's go percentage chance. Let's, let's, let's be the prognosticators. Let's put on our... our you know, see into the future, see what's going to happen. Matt Riddle gets his shot at Roman Reigns this this Friday night on SmackDown. Patrick O'Dowd, percentage chance Matt Riddle actually wins the WWE undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Uh, this Friday, I will give it a 7% chance. Okay. No funny decibels. No. I think it's less than 10%, but I don't think it's, like, I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, and, and I'm not that, I was going to go, like, 15% chance. Still not very high, which is ironic when you're talking about Matt Riddle. Right. But uh, I just don't, I, I don't think it's going to happen. But again, not impossible because, and if they did, it would be like when Kane won the WWE championship in the first blood match from Steve Austin and then lost it back the next day. The story would then become about Roman Reigns getting said championship back. And he would, whether he did it through money in the bank and SummerSlam, no matter how he does it, he would do it. And I kind of think like, imagine Roman losing the championship to Riddle and then Roman of the bloodline, absolutely destroying Riddle, which leads to Randy Orton's return now you can do Roman and Randy without a title involved. Riddle is right. defending. Roman gets his shot. Maybe Roman's the challenger at SummerSlam and then leave SummerSlam again with champion. Who knows? It blows everything out of the water that I've been talking about how Roman's going to break Hogan's record and this, that, and the other thing. But it's just one of those random feelings that I get that's hard to shake that's probably not true anyway. But could see it happening. Will it happen? I seriously doubt it. But... Could totally see it going down that way and uh and, and Roman Reigns losing that championship to Riddle. Who knows? The world the world will never know. But well we will know. You, It'll you never on Friday know. Night. Yeah, we'll find out. It'll happen on Friday night. So seven percent chance and a fifteen percent chance. And that's what you got this week. But Patrick O'Dowd, to sum it all up, we said a lot of very strong things today. We went against the grain. We went with we being, you know, speaking our truth, being true to ourselves. But above all else, Patrick O'Dowd. 
all of these things. TV ratings simply don't matter because every show is doing well for their network. Wrestling companies don't need their world champion on each and every show. Austin Theory is the best active champion of wrestling today. And Vince McMahon and Tony Khan care about their performers to the same degree. Simply put, Patrick O'Dowd, it needed to be said. Unfortunately, yeah, I feel better needs, for it. Also, unfortunately, it also needs to be understood and absorbed and remembered. That's not going to happen, but it needed to be said, and it was said. And we'll no, do it we again. Have to hit him next time. Yeah, not next week because you won't be here. But after that, I won't be here. We will do it again. We'll make it happen. And until then, you know what? This has been the Greg Demarco Show. Go follow Patrick Redoubt at Wrestling Realist. W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist. And there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist. Patrick O'Dowd. Follow me at Chairshot Greg. Go follow the website at Chairshot Media. That is, of course, for your favorite website and my favorite website and other people's favorite website as well. TheChairshot.com. TheChairshot.com. Always use your head. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Pick up one of those t shirts. Support everything, support the movement. And until next week. Just remember, if you don't like what we talked about, well, it needed to be said. And while you're out there, always use your head. I lie, I cheat, I steal.